home buyer's remorse. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, Tom here again. I'm a uh, I have the pleasure of interviewing Joe Paddock, the number one buyer's agent on our team. Joe, welcome to this podcast. I am going to try and pick from you all that knowledge you've experienced and had and developed over the last two years with the buyers that you've been working with, okay? I got a call the other day from somebody who was very remorseful about their purchase. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of dug into this and, you know, we're being coached by Tom Ferry, which is a number one uh, real estate coach in all the United States. So hashtag Tom Ferry. <laughs> um, and he brought this up in one of our uh, coaching classes that we were in about the remorse of buyers. So Jill, you've had a great experience the last two years with working your tail off having some success in that and helping people get homes when they probably wouldn't have gotten them if they were working with another agent. Share with me some of the remorse that you're starting to see and you've heard about with these buyers over the last two years. Well, I think the largest part of it is because decisions had to be made so fast. You know, a house hit the market you have to decide within a couple of hours, are you going to see it? Are you going to make an offer? How big is that offer going to be? How much over the list price are you going to go? What are you willing to waive? And now that I feel like we're able to catch our breaths and we're starting to see a more normal market and they're watching friends experience that normal market, they're starting to question, well, why did I pay so much? Why didn't I push more? And the reality is that if they wanted the house, they couldn't. I mean, if they wanted a house, there were just certain things that you kind of had to give way to. Um, so the great news is they did get a house at a great interest rate. They've got that for them. But I feel like now that they're able to take a step back and think a little bit more, that's when the questions and the doubt has started to surface. So I've been hearing that uh, attorneys are starting to get involved in this uh, remorse action, I'm going to say, where they're talking to home buyers and they're going, you know, I was pushed into this. The real estate agent said, I have to, I have to waive my home inspection. I have to waive my appraisal just to get this property. And the real estate attorneys out there are thinking, well, who's, who's to blame for this? You know, so the first, the first people that come to are the real estate agents, right? Because mm -hmm, they got the deep pockets. Okay. The, but the reality is, is nobody forced these people to do that. What forced them was the conditions within the market, right? Right. So if you're guessing, or maybe you know, how many of the transactions that took place in 2020 and 2021 and probably partial to 2022, what do you think the remorse level is there? Well, I've read quite a few articles uh -huh. um, saying that the remorse level is up to 75%. There's something wow. that they regret. Three out of four? Three out of four. Wow. Um, I will say with my own personal past clients, I haven't seen numbers that high. Okay. Um, well, but that's because you're such a great agent. <laughs> let's be honest there. I hope that, yeah, I mean, I, I I was very careful. You know, like you said, a lot of agents were pushing, well, if you want the house, you got to waive this. You've got to forego that. You've got to go over. Yeah, and I had those conversations with clients. Um, we didn't waive inspections and things like that. And sometimes they lost the house because of that. But I like to think that's part of the reason that they feel more secure with their purchase. Um, but it, it really was a conversation of, well, if you want the house, 
here's the steps you're going to have to take. Here's the repercussions or the possible repercussions of that decision. And I think those who don't regret it had those conversations. So what do you think they compromised? In general, people were compromising inspections. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, I was seeing things where inspections are getting waived or maybe they would get the inspections, but they would waive the option of any repairs. Um, I did also write quite a few where there was an appraisal gap coverage. So offering to come in out of pocket if it didn't appraise, which offhand, I can't think of an instance, but that was a gamble they were taking at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the bigger one, which like you said, it was just a condition, really a condition of the market is having to make a decision quickly because there are things that as real estate agents, we can't decide for you or advise you on because you're the one who has to live in the house. Right. And, you know, we can point out things and help you, you know, think about them. But when you're having to think about them in a matter of hours and write an offer and be quick and try to be competitive, that can lead you to overlook things that if you had the time to breathe, like you get in a normal market, you may not have overlooked. And I think that's where a lot of the the regrets coming from. Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. Interesting. So do you also think people compromise on what they wanted? Like maybe they wanted a four bedroom with a den and they ended up getting a a three bedroom with a den and they, you know, put two kids in the same room or maybe instead of a two car or three car garage, they ended up with a two car garage. Do you think there was a lot of that compromising too? I do. Square footage too? Square footage, um, how the home is laid out. It was, well, this can work or we can make this work. You would hear things like that versus like, this is a fantastic layout for us. This is a great floor plan. Um, And again, because it was so competitive, well, if we don't get this one, this at least kind of works. What if there's nothing that's better or like as good that comes on? What if everything else is worse? So there was FOMO, fear of missing out, (laughs) right? That's true, yes. Yeah, okay, interesting. So Jill, I'm going to ask this question. How many offers on average did you have to put in for your buyers to actually get the house? A um, lot went into that depending on kind of price point and things like that. But overall, they were putting in three, four, honestly, probably about five offers for a lot of them. Wow. Which is, it's, I mean, hard as the agent to make the phone call that they didn't get it. But as the home buyer who had these hopes that they were going to get the house, that's really crushing when just repeatedly one after another, especially first time buyers were missing out, lost it to a cash deal, lost it to a cash deal. Those were those were tough. That must have been tough. Yeah, first time home buyers too. So, um, you know, I've heard stories of like ten offers, fifteen mm-hmm. offers up in the Scottsdale area. We were hearing offers of thirty offers on a, mm-hmm. on a house up there because the supply was limited. So the people that bought two thousand twenty, two thousand twenty one, even two thousand and twenty two, now that our market is coming back to a normalized market. Do you think they have thoughts of, hey, maybe we should sell this house and go see if we can find something we really like? Now, we know property values increased from 2020 up to 2022. So there's going to be equity into the house, right? How do you how do you share with them without them being or feeling stressful with interest rates at 7%? How can you help them to understand that you're going to be buying another house that fits you better. You're going to spend a little bit more int- rate on interest rate. 
but you're able to get into the house that you want. How many people do you think would be open for that? I think, a lot. I mean, if you're truly feeling cramped in your house or it doesn't work for you, you know, those are the people that are open to that conversation and at least want to hear what does it look like for that mm -hmm. to happen or what would it take um, just because there are options. And I think that's what people don't realize is, yes, the interest rates are up. Um, you know, for a lot of people, they're up over double what their current home is. Right. And that's a scary situation and that's stressful. Um, however, interest rates aren't forever. Um, and there are loan programs where that rate can be bought down temporarily mm -hmm. um, until it actually goes back down and can be refinanced. So I think it's those people that need to hear about all the different options and explore them because sometimes that little bit of pain of the extra, you know, higher payment because of the interest rate is worth it because overall your life and your experience in the house is better. Right. So in previous podcasts, we talked about um, buying down your mortgage rate, mm -hmm. right? And we also talked about assumable mortgages, mm -hmm. right? So most federal mortgages are assumable. So imagine if you bought in 2020, you have a 3% mortgage rate, and you really haven't paid much down on that. Mm -hmm. So there's still the big chunk there. Your house has gone up in value. How valuable is that assumable mortgage where you can get top dollar for your house if you let them take and assume the mortgage? right? That extra money you make then could be applied to the mortgage interest that you're paying to buy it down. So it may be wise for those people who are uncomfortable with the purchase to take some time and look and see if there's things out there for them that they like, then contact you or another real estate agent and say, hey, look, I'm thinking about buying a house that I'm more comfortable in. I've got this low mortgage rate. What do you think the odds are that we could get a lower mortgage rate at a house that I'm not chasing the price on because the market slowed down and I can ride the appreciation because I have such a great mortgage to lend out. What do you think that's going to look like in the near future? I think that's a great option that a lot of people don't even realize exists. And I think it's an option that a lot of agents don't even bring to their clients because they don't really know how it works. Yeah. Um, or it's, you know, it's extra time, effort, energy um, that people, you know, some people aren't willing to put in. It's a good option, though, for people who, you know, are trying to figure out a way to, if you're trying to sell, make your house appealing to more people. You know, that 2.3% rate that you've got on your mortgage is fantastic for a buyer to be able to assume that and then, yeah, come in with a difference in cash. Lots of different ways to do that. And then you can take, like you said, that cash, that equity, and then do the same thing with your new home. It's just a matter of working with somebody who understands how that system works, how to make it happen, and honestly can set the appropriate expectations for you because it does require a little extra patience. But in the end, the one that we most recently did saved the buyer over $900 a month on their mortgage. Wow, $900 a month. That's a brand new car payment. Yeah. And then some, right? And then some. It wow. got the seller the price that they wanted. It got the buyer a payment that was fantastic at a rate that there was no way they were going to get today. 
Um, so in the end, it took a little extra time, a little extra patience, but it was a fantastic situation for both sides. And that's what you're here for, right? That's what we're here to for. To help them out. Absolutely. Well, everyone, I hope this information is something that you can utilize. And if you're in this position where you're uncomfortable with what you did in 2020, 2021, or 2022, please reach out to Jill if you're in the Tucson or the greater Tucson area. If not, but you want to reach out to an agent who is seasoned in this, by all means, on the link below, you can get to us and we can refer out agents that are very knowledgeable in this. I want to thank you, Jill, for being here today. Thanks for speaking with me. And until our next podcast, have a great day. Thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.